Hello and welcome to Enter the Dark. I am Jan from Film Daddy. This is Les from Tales from the Hangman. And we're here to take you on a tour of all the things that are spooky when it comes to games. Now, Les has just moved into a new house. Les, you could play these games yourself. You might need a group. The first game we're going to play. I do have to give a disclaimer if you do wish to play any of these games. You or your guests may die, become possessed, or even be haunted by vengeful spirits. But it's on your own head. So, first game we're going to play, Les. Right. The 10 Day Dream Sequence. Oh, interesting. Now, a little friendly warning for everyone. Legend has it that if you read or you listen to about this sequence, you may have the same dream within three days. You will have that dream each night for 10 days in a row. And within each dream, there will be a rule that you must follow. If you don't fancy this, skip ahead in the video. But if you do, let's carry on. So, to start, all you need to do is listen to the following and then go asleep. It's a pretty easy. Easy, yeah. yeah. It's that simple. So, on the first night, you will dream that you are asleep in your room. There is a girl looking at you through the window. The rule here is... You have to let her in if she requests it. That's straight away against the rules. It's against the rules straight away, but you know, it's a rule. On the second night, the girl will be in your room. She will be whispering, please, repeatedly, but will not interact with you in any other way. The rule here is, if she wants to get in bed with you, you must let her. It's taking a scary yet sexy twist. It is, yeah. Well, she's only human. Where is she? (laughs) On the third night... You will be lying in bed together and she will show you her face. The rule here is you must not cry or show shock at her face. So she's either either hideous or it could be your mum. On the fourth night, she will ask to go to the park. The rule here is you must grant her request but not speak to her. So nod. just say, mm-hmm, take her to the park. On the fifth night, you will be at the park and there will be someone with a pushchair. The mother is a cat, and the baby is a dog. A cat? Yeah. Now, if the girl tells you to, you must kill either the mother or the baby. The mother's the cat. The dog is the baby. So, on the sixth night, you'll still be in the park, but you will see a ship about to take flight. The rule here is ensure you are on the ship before it leaves the ground. Like an airship? Airship, rocket ship. Like in Peter Pan? Possibly. On the seventh night, you will find yourself aboard the airship. It was an airship. There we go. On the airship, along with others who have heard this story. The rule here is make sure you get a seat. On the eighth night, black and white roses will begin to fall from the sky. Edgy. Mm, Emo video. The rule here is make sure you throw the black roses from the ship. Very emo. Yeah, it is. Just throwing them away. My chemical romance... It is, yeah. So, on the ninth night, you will return home with the girl. The rule here is, you climb into bed with her. On the tenth night, something will happen, but no one knows what. The rule here is, you must tell someone else a story while awake, otherwise you will return to the first night of the dream, and this cycle will continue forever. You cannot tell this person what happens on the tenth night. So, there we go. Some of you may be in for some pretty cool dreams, but probably not as cool as the recurring dream I had when I was a kid that involved Kit from Knight Rider. 
he was my car. That was pretty good. That is pretty cool. But yeah, what do you think of that one? Bit spooky, that. It is, but I mean, I hope none of you, it happens to any of you, but you know, we have told you the rules, so. Yeah, you know the rules. You know the rules, follow the rules. So, the second game. This Does one, it actually, sorry to interrupt, what happens if you don't follow the rules? You may die. Yeah, not worth risking, is no. it? The second game is the Midnight Man game. Now, this game apparently originates in the pagan religion and was used as a punishment for those that had broken a law in pagan religion. Woohoo! Pagans! This is my. It's right up my street, this. So, this was used as a warning not to disobey the gods, but the chance of death was very real. If you choose to play this game, please do not take it lightly, as it could result in a grisly end. So, Les. You can play this one on your own, or you, you think you're going to? As someone who's got a bit of a pagan bent to me, I don't want to. I don't want to piss off the gods. I mean, the one I worship is our fucking dear, so, so he charges me. I'm fucked. Right. So you're gonna need a few things for this one. So get yourself down to the shops and stock up on a white candle, a wooden door, a drop of blood, a sterile pin or needle, paper. A lighter or some matches and seesaw. Once you've got these items, it's time for the fun to begin. However, if you are playing with more than yourself, the others will need to bring their own things and they will have to perform the steps below as well. This game must be played at precisely midnight or this will not work. So midnight. Yes. Yeah. However, want to know how ancient pagans knew it was exactly midnight. Stonehenge. Where the demons dwell. Where the banshees live. Yeah. Number one. Put your full name on a piece of paper and make sure you include any middle names. Then you prick your finger with the needle and put at least one drop of blood on the paper and allow it to soak in. So I'm thinking a bit of parchment or... Yeah, most likely parchment. That would have been back then. Number two. Turn off all the lights and take the paper to your chosen door and place it on the floor in front of the door. Then light the candle and place it on top of the paper. Depending on the time period, they didn't really have doors... Probably, a bit of bit of hide. Probably the time period where they did have doors. The fact that they state a wooden door, yeah, probably yeah. was. Number three, you must now knock on the door 22 times. Final knock must be when it is still midnight. Once you have done this, open the door, blow out the candle and close the door again. You have just invited the Midnight Man into your house. Not the Midnight Man. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? He lives on Drew Relay. Yeah, that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, relight the candle immediately, and now the game can start. Ooh. You can now wander around your house in complete darkness holding your candle. The aim of this is now to avoid the Midnight Man at all costs until 3.33am. Should your candle go out, this means that the Midnight Man is nearby. You must relight your candle within 10 seconds but if you are unable to surround yourself immediately with a circle of salt. If you can relight your candle, you can continue with the game, but must continue to 3.33am without being attacked by the Midnight Man or becoming trapped in a circle of salt. If you surround yourself in salt, you must remain there until 3.33am. If you are not successful in relighting your candle or encircling yourself in salt, the Midnight Man will create a hallucination, your greatest fear, and rip out your organs one by one. Not your organs. Mm. 
you will not be able to move, but you'll be able to feel everything. Indications that you are near the Midnight Man will include sudden drops in temperature, seeing a pure black humanoid figure through the darkness, and hearing very soft whispering coming from an indiscernible source. If you experience any of these, it is advised that you leave the area to avoid the Midnight Man. If you survive until 3.33am, the Midnight Man will leave your house and you can go about your day. But there are a few things you must avoid doing in order to keep your organs intact. Right. So, do not turn on any lights during the midnight game. Do not use a flashlight during the midnight game. Do not go to sleep during the midnight game. Do not attempt to use another person's blood on your name. Do not use a lighter as a substitute for a candle, because it won't work. And definitely... Do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man in any way possible. Just as a little caveat here, they also say he will always be watching you from that moment on. So remember that as you lie in bed. Don't reckon I'll be doing that one somehow. Gotta say though, how good a film would that make? That'd be a great film, wouldn't it? We're going to make it so don't steal our ideas. Yeah, don't steal it. Practically writes itself a few edgy boy and girl teens. Mm. A few edgy boy and girls in goth outfits. Mm. You could do the 10 day dream sequence though, as a film. Yeah, you could. A lot of these lend themselves to it, don't they? Next one, number three. Alright, number three. This one is called Blue Baby Blue. So, once upon a time, there was a baby called Blue, and their mother had issues. One day she couldn't take it anymore and broke a mirror and stabbed the baby to death. It's taken quite a downer here, hasn't it? Yeah, that's not one of the blues, like Betty Blue, that always ends up on students' walls. This game has been around in one form or another for a long time, and you're able to comfort the poor child with friends if you play along. So, you want to comfort a baby that was stabbed? Play along. The only thing you're going to need for this is a mirror to perform the game. Okay, so if you've got a mirror, you sorted. First thing you need to do is head to a bathroom with some friends, or on your own if you want to. I think you need friends though. And find a mirror. Make sure the mirror is fogged up and write baby blue in the condensation. Turn off all the lights. After a few minutes, position your arms as though you're carrying a small baby. You should feel the weight of a child. Not on your shoulders and the burden of parenthood, just in your arms. Hold the baby for a few minutes and then pass him to your friend. Be warned. Though, Les, the baby is a wriggler, and if you drop it, a scratch it will appear on your arm. If you do it a second time, you'll receive a second, far worse scratch. If you drop him a third time, the mirror will break instantly, and the sweet, innocent baby, who you've dropped three times, will kill you. How? I don't want to find out. I reckon umbilical cord round the neck. Mm. But another version of the story says that you should... Say blue baby 13 times while pretending to rock a child in your arms. Once you finish, a baby will appear in your arms and you should immediately drop it and run out of the bathroom. If you don't, a woman appears in the mirror screaming, Give me back my baby and she will kill you. Just throw it, the baby at the mirror. I don't like, know, but you can, she, can, you can hardly, she can't blame you for taking care of a baby since the last time she had it, she stabbed it to death. Well, she lost it. And yeah. Well, she stabbed it to get death. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's a bit rich. Yeah. Should we get a few people around and play this baby game or not? Because I think this is one's a bit like Bloody Mary. It's a bit like Bloody Mary. I mean, it's, uh, it's essentially scrying, isn't it? 
It's a form of scrying. Explain what scrying is. So, like, you know, like, if you want to contact spirit or something, you'd maybe use a mirror. Um, be it a black mirror or a normal mirror, generally in a darkened room. You'd maybe have accoutrements around you of that person who you were trying to contact. You burn different incense and and things like that. Um, essentially, it's just looking in a mirror. Um, weirdly, like the whole um, thing with Snow White, you know, oh, yeah. Snow White, like the whole mirror, mirror on the wall. Essentially, like that worked its way into the fairy tale because that's derived from this tradition of scrying, which was a magical practice. Also used sometimes to divine the future. You can also do it in a bowl full of water, like a black bowl and stuff. Loads of different ways. So, yeah, look up scrying. Try it. Put in the comments if anything happens. Doubt it will. There we go. More knowledge bombs from Les. So, game four, Red Book. Now, this is a Mexican fortune-telling game. You need a hardcover Red Book that's all text and a red candle. Here are the rules for the Red Book. You go into a quiet room. Okay, so go find yourself a nice quiet room. Draw the curtains and turn off the lights. You sit in a circle with the other participants. And you place the candle or candles in the middle of the circle and you light them. Then you close your eyes, place the palm of your hand on the book's cover, ask the following question aloud. Red book, may I enter your game? So keep your eyes closed, open the book to a random page and place your finger on a random spot on the page. Open your eyes and read the sentence your finger has landed on. This is your answer. Although you must interpret it correctly to proceed. So you've got to figure out if it's saying yes you can or no you can't. Mm -hmm. If the answer is negative or nonsensical, contact has not been made. Do not proceed. Try again if you wish. If the answer is positive, you may proceed. Each player must ask and receive permission to enter the game. Get into the part now that's called the rising action. The <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter. Sorry. Right. I thought the same though. So then, the rising action. You close your eyes and you place your palm on the book's cover and you ask your question. Speak aloud. Keep your eyes closed. Open the book to a random page and place your finger on a random spot on the page. Open your eyes. Read the sentence your finger has landed on. This is your answer. Whatever you interpret it to mean. And you pass the book around and each player who wishes to ask a question must close their eyes, place a palm on the book and do all that again. The sentence the asker's finger lands on will always be the answer to the question. Although the interpretation is up to the askers themselves. Right. So what I land on you might think different to what I do. So now the epilogue. When all the questions have been asked and answered... Close your eyes and place your palm on the book once more. Ask aloud, Red Book, may I leave your game? Keep your eyes closed. Open the book to a random page and place your finger on a random spot on the page. Open your eyes. Read the sentence your finger has landed on because this is your answer. Remember, if it's negative or nonsensical, you don't have permission to leave the game. You've got to keep trying. If it's positive, you may leave. Each player who's played must ask for and receive permission to leave the game. When all permissions have been acquired, close the book, blow out the candles, open the curtains, and then finally turn on the lights. So, Les, 
What do you think of that? Just like an old fortune telling game? Uh, it's got it's got notes of that, um, definitely. You think it's more of a one of those things of like set wherever you interpret it. So it's just sort of a vague thing that you can took like, oh well, you know, my granddad who I'm trying to talk to would always say, "Come on in, lass." And you're reading it, it says something about lass, and you're like, oh, "Yeah," because that's a positive thing, and he'd always say that to me and stuff like that. There, there was an old practice actually. Um, I forget what it was called now. I'd have to Google. Um, but they used to do something similar with the Bible. So it was almost like a form, again, of divination where I swear I could be making this up. But they'd use the Bible and um, they'd be looking for an answer. And then so they'd ask the question and then open the Bible randomly uh, on a quote. And there there would be the answer. So the last game is the Three Kings. So here's how to play this game yourself. You will need a very large, empty and quiet room, preferably without any windows. If windows do exist, you'll need to be able to cover them to ensure total darkness. Well, I found a scout up then. Well, basements usually work, you know, if they're big enough. A pack of candles, you'll only use one if all goes well. And a lighter, you'll need a bucket of water and a mug. And you'll need a fan, two large mirrors, like the ones on dressing tables, like that. Don't worry, they're not going to be harmed if you're stealing your mum and your nans or something. But if they are, it's going to be the least of your concerns after this. You're going to need three chairs, an alarm clock, an active mobile phone. Please, don't forget to charge the battery. A loved one willing to follow rules and go along with all of this idiocy. (laughs) And a small toy or dear object from your childhood. So, this is how we set it up. Start the setup around 11pm. You place one chair in the centre of the room facing north. So this is important, so get your bearings here. Place the other two chairs exactly to the left and right facing your throne. The distance between your throne and that of your queen and fool with the other two chairs should be the length of your arm to each side, more or less. Place the two large mirrors on the queen and the fool chairs, left and right of you, facing you and each other. Try your best to have them stand at a 90 degree angle or you know you might get more or less than three kings but we'll see. If you sit on your throne facing straight ahead remember which is north you should be able to perceive your own reflection in each of the two mirrors without actually having to turn your head nor your eyes do so so in your peripheral vision you should see it. If you see your own reflection in the corner of your eye and it's just barely there bang on you've done it. Then place the bucket of water and the mug in front of you, barely out of reach. And you place the fan behind you and turn it on. Don't set it to maximum power, medium or low is usually enough, and leave that going. Turn off the lights and leave the door open, and then go to your bedroom. Set the candles by the side of the bed, next to a lighter, your alarm clock and your mobile phone. Probably leave it on charge to make sure it's charged. Then you set your alarm clock for 3.30 Turn off the lights and sleep while holding your power object, which is that little object from your childhood, and then get some rest. Okay, so, so far so good. Mm-hmm. Set everything up, gain a bit of kip. What happens once you begin the ritual? I hear you say. So, at 3.30, wake up with your alarm clock. Turn it off, don't turn on the light. You've got exactly three minutes to light your candle, 
Grab your phone and make your way to the dark room to sit in your throne. You should be seated by 3.33am. Don't forget the power object that you're sleeping with. Check for potential red flags if your phone didn't charge for whatever reason. Abort the mission. If the alarm didn't go off at exactly 3.30, abort the mission. If you find the dark room closed, remember you've left it open. The door's open. Abort the mission. If the fan is turned off and you've left it on, abort the mission. If you do have to abort the mission due to any of the above, leave the house with your loved one. Go to a hotel or something. You don't need to run. You'll have time to grab a jacket and keys, but leave. After 6am, you should be fine to head back. If all's going as planned, you can proceed and take your throne. Do not look directly at either of the two mirrors beside you. Do not let the candle go out. The fan is behind you. You must protect this candle with your body, which is standing in between. And there is a reason for this, as you'll soon see. Look straight ahead and at the darkness. Not at the candle, not at the mirrors. Just straight ahead. The eagle-eared of you all, surely notice I did say during the setup with the chair, the queen and the fool. That's because it's your job to find out. From their point of view, you're either their queen or their fool. Right. So hence the three queens. You're protecting the candle with your body, but if your body were to suddenly move, then the fan would turn the, off the candle. So that's backup number one. Your loved one is backup number two. At 4.34, they come into the room and call your name. If that doesn't work, they have to call your phone. That won't work. They have the glass of water in the bucket. Now, they can't touch you. You know, that's a noob mistake. The backup number three is your item of power. The toy, whatever it was, was your object of strength you brought along. It'll show you the way if shit hits the fan. So you've got multiple backups. You know, you've got to be like a boy scout if you do these things. If you half arse it, or, you know, half arse it all the way, it's not going to work. The worst you can do is to take it seriously enough for it to work and not seriously enough to be prepared for the consequences. Right. A lot of people have tried this, okay? Oh. So we've got some personal experiences here. So many people report spending the hour and 34 minutes in what they feel is the presence of two usually evil spirits. Quite often people report actually watching spirits manifest in the mirrors in their peripheral vision. In many cases, there will be some kind of auditory communication with the kings more often than not, the experience leaves the person doing the ritual pretty shaken up. One person said, After a few minutes of nothing happening, I hear something from the darkness towards the door. It's faint singing in a language I can't understand, and the blackness turns into a mass of shadows that look like people. They're all marching from right to left like they're on parade. And as I pass, I can't help but feel elated. After a couple of minutes of this going on, I noticed a second noise. From the chair to my right was the sound of someone writing something down. Sort of a scratchy sound too, like someone using one of those old quill pens. I wanted to ask what it was they were writing down, but I was too afraid of the answer to go through with it. Especially when the room was full of moving shadows, even though they did feel like they were rejoicing. The scribbling on my right ceased, and then a voice from the chair of my left spoke up. It said my name, then started listing off every good deed I've done in my life. Big, small, valiant, accidental, all of them. Even ones I'd done when I was a little boy and forgotten about. As the voice listed off these things, the writing on my right resumed. When my girlfriend called for me, both voices said goodbye. The shadows and music faded away. I heard the chairs scrape against the wood floor. Mm. 
guys, if you've tried any of them, please let us know what happened. You know, have you tried any before now? Are you going to try any now? Let us know if you do plan to try some, and then also let us know what happened after if you haven't perished or died or anything like that. I really hope you don't. That's been an interesting one. It has, yeah. Or even if you've tried some like magical rituals, like however small, like, you know, do you read tea leaves or, or do a bit of tarot or crystal healing? So Don't get in touch if you do crystal healing. It's hokum. If you do do crystal healing and you believe in it, we do appreciate your value. I don't. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. It's been a really interesting one, this is Les. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, man. It's been fun. So remember, you can find me on filmdaddy.com. You can find Les on YouTube at Tales from the Hangman. We are Enter the Dark. And once again, thank you for joining us. Subscribe, like, share with your friends. And we shall see you next time. <laughs>